Hi, this is Terry Dismore, and you're listening to the Quiz the Diz podcast. Terry brings years of experience in consulting, management, leadership, and life. In this podcast, Terry answers questions about these topics, bringing wisdom from a kingdom perspective. Our website is quizthediz.com. Now here's the Diz. So our podcast is here to help answer questions. I try to take a question every week that somebody has asked me and give you my opinion or the facts on what, as I understand them, on a particular subject. Well, it's normally from a leadership perspective, and it's normally from a kingdom of God perspective. So what are you doing? How are you using this, and how does it relate to the kingdom of God? Well, this week, I want to answer this question. How do I do a podcast? Well, actually, doing a podcast isn't that hard. Doing a good one that people will listen to, that takes more effort. So let's talk a little bit about your podcast, all right? So why do you want to do one? Why are you interested in doing one? Is it because you've never heard somebody give your point of view before? Is it because you have an interesting story you want to tell somebody? Is it because you have an interesting life experience that you want to explain to someone? Is it because you want to be a preacher, but you don't have a church? There's a lot of different reasons for having a podcast, but every podcast needs a point. It needs a point of view. It needs a vision for what it's supposed to be. Now, the Quiz That Is podcast, the name came from the fact that I have people ask me questions all the time, and I wanted to be able to answer them where more people could hear it. And usually they're about how to manage people, how to manage their lives, how to manage emotions, how to manage a marriage, all these kind of things. How do I do these things? So that's what Quiz the Diz came from. Uh, originally, Quiz the Diz was a game that I played on a radio station. And um, I love it. love people ask me trivia questions. But that's where I got the name from. So every podcast needs to have a point. Now, it also needs to be edited in some way. You can't just record something on your computer and throw it up. Well, now actually you can, and I've heard those podcasts. The problem with those podcasts is people will listen for about five minutes, and then they're done. They're not going to listen to you talk like, if I lay way off mic like this, and this is how I talk during the whole time, you're not going to want to listen to that. Why? Because you have to adjust the volume on your car. Have you ever noticed when you're listening to the radio, you hardly ever have to adjust the volume? Well, they do it for you. There's a thing out there called processing, and they adjust the volume for you so that you have generally the same amount of volume coming out of your radio during the entire broadcast. It's the same thing you want with a podcast, so you have to edit. You have to learn some of these things and learn how to do them. Now, I can tell you this. If you can edit a Word document, you can edit a podcast. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, for instance, as I'm recording this podcast today, I'm sitting in front of a program called Adobe Audition. Now, it's a professional level, uh, broadcast level audio recorder, digital audio workshop. It's way beyond what I need to do this podcast, but I do other things with it. It's not just something that I use for this podcast. It's handy. But that's not the only thing that I use it for. You don't need it, probably, unless you're uh, recording five different people in 12 different countries. No, you don't need that. All you need is a digital audio workshop workstation, and you can get those online for as cheap as free. One of the ones that a lot of people used, use is a, is a system called Audacity, A-U-D, 
A-C-I-T-Y, Audacity. I'll put links, by the way, in the podcast explanation. Or you can find this podcast on my website, quizthatis.com, and I'll have links there for you as well. Audacity is a good one, and it's one that's fairly easy to use, and it is free. There are others out there that are good. Uh, You don't need anything tremendous to do a podcast with. If you're going to edit several tracks together, in other words, you've got your recording and then you've got somebody else recording in another location, you may need something that gives you multiple tracks. But that's all beyond what a beginning podcaster needs to know about. So a digital audio workstation is something you need. And I like Audacity. I use Adobe Audition because I've been using it since it was even another program 25 years ago. And it cost about $10,000, and not no more. So these are the things that you need to know to get into it. Okay, let's talk about equipment a little bit. Now, some people, I've had people call me and say, I'm going to do podcasting. What do I need to buy? Well, a good place to go that I really like is a place called Sweetwater. And Sweetwater's over in Fort Wayne, so if you ever want to just get in the car and drive over to Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, if you live in the state of Ohio or Indiana or Michigan or somewhere like that and you want to get over there, take a trip. It's well worth it. But they actually offer uh, uh, a a bundle. Now, I was looking on their website a little while ago. They've got one bundle that's as cheap as $150. You get a microphone headset, a microphone stand that hangs out from the wall or attaches to your desk. And those are all well and good. You don't need really, really expensive equipment. As a matter of fact, the microphone I used for this is an Audio-Technica AT2020. I use one that's got an XLR plug on it because of some other things that I do, but you can actually get it with a USB plug that just goes right into your computer, and you don't need any other thing besides that. There are other things that you can use if you want multiple microphones to go in. All this that you can study and do, but if you're just doing an interview program where you're interviewing somebody over the phone, it's easy as pie to do. Which brings me to another thing. How do you record people and record interviews? Well, a lot of people today just use Zoom. And Zoom actually is pretty good. Um, It's not the best. It's not broadcast quality, in my opinion. But it's good. Zoom is good. Some people use Skype. Now, there's a problem with Skype in that occasionally Skype will do this. And I did that on purpose. But you'll drop words. And it's just hard. I've got some old podcasts that I did years ago. And I've got people from around the country, and that's really the only way there was to do it back then was to use Skype. And there's just a lot that it's it's a mess. Let's just put it that way. So I wouldn't use Skype if, if you can help it. There is a program called Squadcast that's about 10 bucks a month. And what it does is it records you on your end, and it records your interviewee on the other end with whatever mic you have, and then it combines the files for you and sends it to you. Uh, that's really good. It sounds like you're both in the same room that way. It's one that I've used to do a podcast myself a couple of times, uh, once or twice, and it's it's good. So like 10 or 15 bucks, but it's at squadcast.com. Uh, I don't use it on this program much because I really don't interview people that often. And so again, uh, that's an easy thing to do, but you don't want your interviewer to sound that they're off mic or they got a bunch of noise in the background or a bunch of extraneous activity. You know, you need this is serious stuff. You want somebody to to listen to you and to go, hey, you know, they sound like they know what they're doing. Just like when we we're in the radio studio, you don't want to hear the traffic going by outside. 
I mean, I've worked in radio stations that you could hear the traffic going by outside, but you don't really want that. Another thing you may want to do in your room, I've got my room set up here where I'm recording. Um, it is a little noisier than I like. There are noises in the background, but I also have, and I haven't put it up yet, but I've got some foam to put on the walls. You can do that. Very inexpensive. That's something you can get also from Sweetwater, or you can buy it from Amazon. It's, it's not that expensive to buy. Um, by that type of thing. So those are some things that you can get equipment-wise, but you don't need a lot. You don't need real expensive headphones. You don't need real expensive microphones. You don't need any of that stuff. You can, don't get me wrong, if you got $2,000 and this is burning a hole in your pocket, you can have a fantastic setup. I'm talking to a friend of mine not too long ago, and I said, you know, what we wanted to do when we built a production studio at a radio station, it cost us about $20,000. Now you can get most of that for a $20 monthly fee from Adobe on the Adobe Audition. All the different processors and all that stuff that we used to have to pay big money for. Uh, so those are the couple of things I wanted to mention about uh, Sweetwater. I wanted to mention them. I wanted to talk about Squadcast. And the final thing I want to talk about is where do you host? Now, everybody thinks, well, i got to host at Apple. No, you don't have to host at Apple. You don't have to host at Google. They need to be aware of your podcast. So where I host is a place called Buzzsprout. And Buzzsprout is, uh, I don't know, I think it's 10 or $12 a month. And I can upload up to as many episodes as I want as long as it's not over two hours. And if I want to go over two hours, I have to pay a little bit more. But when I upload it, and when I've set it up right, and it tells you how to do this in their website, it goes to all the different places. So when I set something up, it goes to the uh, Apple, uh, the Google Play, the Podcast Addict, Podbean. It goes to all these different places and says, hey, this podcast is up and ready to listen to. So that is something that you need. You need a place to host. You don't have to buy a website. You don't have to do all that stuff. Now, I will tell you this. If and it is me, so I'm going to tell you what I did. I went out and got the URL for quizthatis.com, and I post all my podcasts up on my website. You can go there and look, quizthatis.com. But those are all Buzzsprout files. So I uploaded. It's an MP3 when I send it up. It's real easy. And uh, and it, it when it's up and it's and it's done, they process it on their end to make sure that it's all there and it's not, not too loud or too whatever. It's all processed and ready to go. I get an email. It's ready to go, and now I can put it out anywhere. It also allows me to make links to uh, Facebook and Twitter and lots of different places, like Facebook and Twitter specifically. But your podcast ought to be up on uh, on everything. If you do uh, uh, any kind of social media, it, uh, it ought to be up there to remind people. Finally, there's one other thing that you could do, and my friend Mike Healy does this with his podcast. He does a video and audio. So basically, he records himself talking and uh, just a camera focused on him, maybe some graphics in the background, which is fairly easy to do today. And then he uploads that podcast audio on both to YouTube with him sitting there talking and the audio part to whatever his podcast host is. Now, there are a lot of good podcasts to listen to out there, and some people ask me, as a matter of fact, people frequently ask me this question. How long should my podcast be? And here's my standard answer, as long as it's interesting. 
So I've got a guy I enjoy listening to that is uh, uh, has a podcast. He's had it for several years now. He started out with about 20 minutes in each episode, and it was fascinating. And then he lengthened it, and it's still good, but it hasn't inclu- improved in audio quality at all. And I sit there and listen to it, and I'm like, mm. give me five minutes with your audio, and I can have you sounding better. That is true, by the way. You can always email me at terry at quizthatis.com, and I'll, I'll be glad to give you advice on anything. That isn't part of my business. I don't charge for that. I just want people to have better-to-listen-to podcasts. And the, going back to what I was saying about this guy that I listen to all the time, if you're doing a 45-minute podcast and you seem to be going over the same thing you've already been going, going over in the past, it probably something you need to listen to it and go, uh, yeah, oh, that didn't sound right. It's too long. Shorten it. Edit it. Make people want more. When I was at uh, a radio station in the town where I live, we carried the Joyce Meyer broadcast. It's a preaching broadcast, and it's 15 minutes a day. It has about seven and a half or eight minutes of preaching and about five minutes to seven minutes of her explaining things or them talking about offers that they have. But invariably, every week, I would get a phone call from somebody going, could you play that longer? Well, I never got a question from somebody that said, any other preacher, can you play more of them? The reason that is, Joyce Meyer's people figured out at some point, hey, 15 minutes leaves them wanting more. That's what you want to do. Leave people wanting more, not wishing you'd shut up. And so that's how long it should be. It needs to have a point, a point of view. It needs to be entertaining, and entertaining means informing with delight. So today I hope you find this podcast entertaining. If you want a couple of suggestions about podcasts, I really enjoy This is a locally done podcast. It's really good. It's called Tell Us a Good Story, and uh, it's a couple of folks at our church, Kevin and Steph, and it's really good, and they've had some pretty interesting people on there, Kevin and Stephanie Mason. Uh, and they've got a great story of their own. Uh, they have had, they'll get people to come on here like, how in the world did they get that person? For instance, they had the lady that started... Um, Jenny's ice cream. They had her on one day. They had a guy on one time that was had been in the mafia. I'm like, how do you find these people? But they're really good. Anyway, I suggest that one. That's really good. I listen, of course, to some political uh, podcasts that are well done. I listen to some political podcasts that aren't. Uh, I like to listen to a guy named Lance Wall now. His is his TV show audio. Same as uh, there are several sermon series that I like to listen to, like Bethel and Exploring the Prophetic is a good one. Hillsdale has a good podcast. There's one that I really enjoy called Malton on Movies. It's Leonard Malton, the video, the uh, movie reviewer, and his daughter, Jessie, and they interview everybody. And they've had people on you like, how in the world did they get them? And another one I really enjoy is about sound, and it's called 20,000 Hertz, and it just talks about all sorts of stuff about sound. It's fascinating. There are podcasts out there about everything. As a matter of fact, the research I did for this show said that there are 2 million podcasts. So what's going to hurt to have 2 million in one? Do it. Just do it. If you need some advice, send me a letter. Send me an email. I mean, to Terry at Quiz That Is. If you have comments, you can also make those online at quizthatis.com or find me on Facebook at the Quiz That Is site. And I'm on Twitter. I think I'm just about everywhere. 
and love to talk to you. Hey, thanks for joining us this week. Next week, we'll answer another great question. The Quiz the Diz podcast is produced by Prosper Leadership. Our website is quizthediz.com or you can reach us at 614-382-2582. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and let your friends know about Quiz the Diz. Quiz the Diz.